Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Early Line. Line up! Welcome in. Hour number two here on the early line. Joe Ranieri, Jared Smith, and nowhere, and I mean nowhere else, will you find people breaking down Super Tuesday election results and (laughs) cashing tickets like we did last night as well. you got to be kidding me. Welcome in. It's... uh, yeah, listen, if you guys are just waking up and know that we yesterday morning, we we were laughing at the fact that, man, the true degenerate special is when you get 14 states on 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 nominations, the Democratic nomination, and we're betting on them and the odds are flowing. Uh, it's it's hysterical with the uh, with the line shift. And there was big shifts in the uh, in the line as to who was going to win the do- uh, nomination. Oh, yeah. But Joe Biden, we said, listen. If you forget Bernie Sanders, he's he was a favorite in a lot of places. We said the upsets are going to be Biden. If you can find some states yeah. with some decent numbers where Biden is, go ahead, take them. Like, oh, I don't know, Texas, for instance, and uh, and you know he he cleared house in the South, which Minnesota was, was the other one that Minnesota. Sanders won a few years yes, ago. Yes, exactly. So there were some opportunities to make some cash. Even the degenerate in you betting on politics and the Democrat. <laughs> absolutely blown away. You won't find that anyplace else, Jared. You uh, find the closest I'll get to running for president is uh, betting yeah, on the exactly. presidential election. I don't want anything. Listen, I, I that's what I and I've covered news. I've worked in news. I've covered news here in New York City. I've interviewed Mayor de Blasio riding the subway. I want nothing to do with politics. It is. Oh, I total. can't stand it. I've been sta- I've stood there in front of Mayor de Blasio's face and I've asked him questions and my answers I'm like man I've, uh, I've interviewed 18 year old athletes that give me better answers than this yeah exactly and I wonder how long it's going to be because we had mentioned when it comes to the politics arena guys the they haven't allowed only certain pockets have they allowed actual line I mean we're being fed the probability the lines the odds all election cycle long. But they haven't. There's only been a certain couple of places that you can actually, you know, bet on those types of things. And I, it's not going to be long, I think, before you can do this every four years, guys. You're going to have crazy election cycles. And I think the books are going to start embracing more. There's a lot of money out there. People will be willing to bet. Just like People they will bet on anything. Night. They bet on hot dog Damn eating contests, Joe. Damn straight. That's one exactly of the biggest the events, <laughs> biggest bet vote, events of the year. They'll bet. They ain't going to vote, but they'll bet. <laughs> Dan Stratford joins us with the headlines here from the grid, sportsgrid.com. Well, Karis LeVert was voting with his shot on Tuesday night. 51 points, four rebounds, five assists for the swingman for the Brooklyn Nets as they beat the Boston Celtics in overtime, 129 to 120. Shot 17 of 26 from the field. Anthony Davis off the bench with that Q tag. Played a full 39 minutes, 37 points, 13 rebounds. Went four or five from three as the Lakers beat the Philadelphia 76ers, 120 to 107 in a losing effort. Drew Holiday had a triple-double, 27 points, 12 assists, 
10 rebounds. The final score, 139-134. to 134. The Minnesota Timberwolves beat the New Orleans Pelicans. And Pascal Siakam, 33 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists as the Toronto Raptors beat the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix, 123-114. to 114. In the college ranks, Kentucky up 17, gave it all back at Rupp Arena as Tennessee storms back to win 81-73. to It's been a crazy year in college basketball. Kentucky was trending towards a potential two-seed, and now we'll have to wait and see next Sunday on Selection Sunday. My alma mater, Rutgers, they beat the number nine team in the country, Maryland, at the rack in a win that may help push the Scarlet Knights to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1991. Adam Eaton of the Nationals left Tuesday's Grapefruit League game against the Orioles with a tight left hamstring. According to multiple reports, Christian Yelich and the Milwaukee Brewers are deep into discussions on a contract extension expended, expected to run nine years, be worth approximately $215 million. Yelich still on his Marlins contract, which is very favorable to the Brewers at present. Blake Snell played catch on Tuesday. We'll do so again on Wednesday. He just got a cortisone injection last week after feeling some soreness around his surgically repaired left elbow. And AJ Puck has been diagnosed with a mild left shoulder strain. An MRI was taken earlier this week and showed no structural damage, but it'll be temporarily shut down. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. All right, Dan's excited, as are many other uh, college basketball and alma mater fans uh, around the country as we get ready uh, for March Madness here. Conference tournaments getting ready. Uh, Mid-majors certainly underway here uh, tonight. In fact, we've got uh, a couple of more getting ready to go. But the NBA tonight, we got nine games, and we talked about those back-to-back situations in the late season, the impact of the NBA and back-to-backs and the possibility we told you the overs are ridiculous this year yeah record-breaking opportunities uh to the over and even knowing that the public shades the line to the over because they know the public wants to see scoring never roots for an under uh but again it it's amazing especially and keep an eye on these guys these non-conference games between teams like i don't know the wizards in portland tonight type of situation where there isn't familiarity, uh, but there are teams that can score and play little defense. And we've seen this hit, you know, non-conference games like this tonight where you have a Wizards and a Portland, uh, they've hit close to 57 and a half, almost 58% to the over this year. So there are some trends and there are some patterns here that create edges when the situation is right. And if you're obviously, if you're looking at the back-to-back impacts in March and April of the NBA, we know what happens here with guys looking for ping pong balls, right? I mean, we, we know there are some teams where, and it's not that players tank, Jared, it's organizations tank. Sure. And there is a mandate that comes down where certain guys that can actually help you win, maybe their allotment of minutes goes down. Uh, which is why it's important to be able to follow those types of things, especially especially in these back-to-back types of situations. We don't know who's going to play, who's not for contending teams. This is where load management's going to come into play for a lot of these teams who, let's face it, they just want to get in. That's their mandate. Get in, we'll figure it out from there. They're not necessarily going to push the envelope to instead of be a number six seed, they're going to be a seven seed. That's not going to happen. So. There are some opportunities in the next uh, in the next two months here, especially fatigue starts to kick in right now with guys. It's important to understand how many minutes has a dude played, what are the rotations going to be, who's playing for what, 
all of that has to take into consideration. You can't handicap the NBA in March and April like it's November and December. Yeah, it's a totally uh, different it's animal. Not, it's not even close. So, and the reason we say that is because you know tonight when you look on the card, Boston's uh, on inaction here tonight on a back-to-back. OKC versus Detroit, back-to-back. Minnesota taking on Chicago. Uh, you know, you go down the list here. There are team Brooklyn playing at Memphis. There are a lot of back-to-back situations tonight where there might be some tasty edges to be had here. Yeah, there certainly are. And, you know, actually my favorite, one of my favorite pages to do research on, and here's a little glimpse behind the curtain. So there's a team rankings page, teamrankings.com, mm-hmm. and they do a great job of giving you the numbers against the spread and yep. over-under of back-to-backs. And yep. that is a page that I almost have open every day on my tabs. So, for example, Correct. today, the Wizards, second game of a back-to-back, 6-2 and two to the over this season. The Nets, second game of a back-to-back, 6-2 and two to the under this season. There are definable trends in the second game of a back-to-back. I think it's one of the most important things to handicap during the NBA season. And it is even more prevalent in the latter half of the season when the trends are a little bit more defined and these teams have definable strategies and things that you can bank on in the second game of a back-to-back. That is why I think the tournament, the conference tournaments, in my opinion, for the college basketball game, are not the easiest to handicap, but the most definable. Because they're the second, they're always back-to-backs. And and there are certain things that you can bank on when you're handicapping teams in that very controlled environment of a back-to-back. And that is why I think you should do your most research when yep. you are seeing teams in the second game of a back-to-back to try to find those trends. Look back and see what they did in their last back-to-back. And mm-hmm. because coaches are repeatable, coaches do like to repeat these types of minutes, rotations, everything, and things yep. just History has a funny way of repeating itself in the NBA. These are professional athletes. They tend to be in routines. And when those routines get broken, i.e. second day of back-to-backs, that's when things get really, really, they really come to the forefront. Like, wow, this team really slows things down on that second night. The under is really a trend there. Or vice versa. This team's really tired. They play no defense. Their rotations are thin. And teams just run up and down the court, i.e. the Wizards. So, yep. I, you know, look for those things. And, and tonight we've got two of them, over yep. in the Wizards game, under in the Nets game. Yep. And, it's be, and, re, and know this, that the first thing to go when it comes to effort, guys, where, where stars or impact players, right, impact players on certain teams on the second leg of a back-to-back who, you know, they're on the court, they're going to play – The first thing to go is the defensive effort. The defensive intensity is the first thing to cut back, guys, if they've got to play in situations where, you know, I just played last night. They're going to cut back. It's more fun for them to score like it's more fun for us to watch them score than it is for them to bring the effort every night from a defensive perspective. So defense is the first thing to go, which lends to the opportunity of more points being scored in these spots. And certainly when you're talking – you know, a Washington play in a Portland, East Coast, West Coast. These teams don't play each other a lot. They're mm-hmm. not fam- they're not conference games. So there are opportunities here, guys, in March and April. And tonight is no different. When you look at these uh, these games on the board, you got a lot of back to backs. You got teams with nothing to play for but ping pong balls versus teams who 
listen, I got, you know, I'm going to be in the playoffs, but eh, this time of year, we're going to take the foot off the gas a little bit. We'll break down uh, the list here tonight, go over some of these games, give you our thoughts on them. We'll do that next here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, we'll get to some of these uh, NBA games uh, coming up. Let's take a look at some of the big movers and shakers in college basketball tonight from a market perspective. And we'll start with uh, with a game in the Big East getting ready to go. Xavier taking on Providence. Two teams uh, desperate for some bubble love here. They just uh, they want to go to the dance. They are they are firmly in the bubble, and they are firmly wanting to uh, not be in the bubble. This game is going to help one of them. Uh, both of them are riding win streaks. Xavier's won two straight. Providence has won four straight. Providence also coming off that huge win against Villanova, 58-54. They were a seven-and-a-half-point dog over the weekend. That was a money casher there. Uh, Providence, five-point home favorite is what this thing opens up with. And I'm kind of seeing 50-50 splits uh, as far as who's taking what when it comes to the pros and public. But I am watching, of course, the line drop now uh, to four and a half. I even see a four out there in one place. So, you know, in a vacuum, if, I, if I'm looking at split tickets, then it, when I see the line move, it's usually because the more respected bettors or at least maybe some of the bigger money bettors uh, are leaning uh, are leaning the other way with Xavier here and not backing uh, the home team. Yeah, a little bit surprised, especially uh, mm-hmm. especially after Xavier you know, I don't want to say they haven't been playing well, but I think Providence is coming off that huge win, uh, yeah. and 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 that's kind of like like to me that's kind of, I mean you know when you beat Villanova and Marquette in back to back games, you know you deserve to be getting a little bit of love, but maybe you know a little too much love. We've seen actually, I mean goodness gracious, this four game stretch uh, for Providence has been unbelievable. I mean the yes. win over Georgetown on the road, you know I know Georgetown has struggled, but it's still a road win. Yep. The other three games during this four-game winning streak, Seton Hall, Marquette, Nova. Yep. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. They beat Marquette by 12. They dropped 84 uh, on the Eagles, who haven't really been playing that well defensively this year. But this is a big game for Providence. Again, we mm-hmm. talk about the teams that need to win. Yep. And Xavier's yep. kind of in that mix as well. But I don't know. I I feel like Providence still needs this game more. Providence is much more squarely on the bubble than Xavier is at this point, who is kind of in the field, but the line movement does scare me off a little bit. So I mm-hmm. this could be a this could be a little wait and see game, maybe a little bit, Joe. Uh, yep. I, I I don't have a strong feel uh, to lay five uh, with uh, Providence, but I do think Ed Cooley's bunch uh, is playing better right now. It does. Uh, Xavier also beat Providence back on February eighth, yeah. so. There is a revenge factor there. Ken Palm's got Providence winning by three. So they got it listed as a 66-63 matchup here. So 
interesting, uh, interesting move early on in that game. Uh, then you look at Minnesota, Indiana, and we know this about public betters, guys. They love favorites. They love overs. They love teams with better win-loss records. Uh, they love home teams. They love a lot of the chalk that comes along with that. And, of course, uh, Indiana tonight against Minnesota kind of checks all those boxes off. We know Minnesota struggles. They're, they got the number two schedule in the country, guys. They have played a brutal schedule Two in a row that they have lost, seven of their last 10. They did cover as a five-and-a-half-point dog, though, against Wisconsin over the weekend. against Maryland, too. Yeah, and Maryland as well. Now, Indiana also has lost two in a row. They fell to Illinois as a a five-and-a-half-point dog, but covered. They only lost by one there. They opened up as a a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. I'm seeing 88, 9, almost 9 out of 10 bets are laying the points with the Hoosiers, but... This line is frozen, man. It ain't going anywhere. And when you see that kind of that kind of support, all one-sided, and yet that line ain't moving towards that team, um, that tells me there's there is some liability here going uh, towards Minnesota for the books because a ninety, you know, nine out of ten bets betting Indiana, and that line ain't moving to Indiana. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I like Minnesota in this matchup a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think I think Minnesota is a very underrated team in the Big Ten. I think the bad teams in the Big Ten are better than most good teams in other conferences. Yeah. And Minnesota is a team that's an average team in the Big Ten. I mean, you know, their record, overall record's above 500, and they're 7-11 and 11, uh, in the Big Ten. I would say, considering the handicap that is playing in that gauntlet of a conference, 7-11 and 11 is about an average record uh, in, the, in the Big Ten this year. Uh, they haven't had a lot of big wins, Minnesota, but when they have won, they they've been you know they've been splash wins. Like they haven't won consistently this season, but they went into Columbus and beat Ohio State. That looks like a really good win. They yep. beat Wisconsin at home. That's a good win. And this Oturu kid, this oh, yeah. this kid's this kid can play. This kid mm-hmm. can flat out play. Uh, they should have won that game at Wisconsin the yep. other night. They were Damn in that straight. game. They had that lead. Uh, yep. That little Patino kid's a firecracker, but uh, they, uh, yeah. they they can play. And this is a Minnesota team that got a lot of hype last year that was a more senior-laden team. They're a bit of a younger team this year with just one senior in the lineup. Oturu is an NBA player. He could be a lottery pick, and yeah. and he could carry you on any given night. Indiana doesn't have anybody like that on their team. Oturu will be the best player on the floor tonight throughout this game, and I think Indiana is a bit of a tenuous favorite. They're in the tournament. I don't think they can improve their position that much in the right. Big Ten standings. Exactly. They're pretty much set. So Minnesota, who clearly has a lot to play for, I don't think they're a tournament team, but if they get to 500, I think that they can be in a postseason tournament, not the NCAA tournament, but maybe the NIT. And I, I, I do think this is a good spot for Minnesota here. The line is short. It's not moving. But the action is all on Indiana. We 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 talked about it during the first hour, Joe. Dogs, dogs, dogs. Mm-hmm. I want to play dogs. I want to find yep. dogs that win and can win outright. And Minnesota's a game. Minnesota's a team tonight that can win outright. Yep. Uh, Ken Palm's got Indiana winning by two here. They got it sixty-eight to sixty-six. Revenge spot as well for Minnesota, who lost to Indiana back uh, in mid-February. Uh, 68 to 56. So a lot of things going away, including obviously the sharp, uh, the sharp betters are back in uh, the road dog here in Minnesota against Indiana tonight. 
And uh, the other game that seems to be uh, actually moved rather quickly was this SEC matchup between LSU and Arkansas. Two teams that, you know, the public is kind of, they don't know what to do here because you got two teams with two very similar records. Arkansas is not a big home, you know, favorite on its own home court here. And that's always appealing to when you look at the public as a contrarian going, well, they'll lay the three points when it opens up. Like if they think Arkansas, it's worth a shot taking the home team who is a favorite at a small number. The problem is as soon as this game was listed, it got hammered and Mm. it dropped immediately, almost immediately to two and a half points. So when it falls that quickly and there's there's obviously an adjustment by the books rather fast, very towards fast. LSU. So, and that was rather quick uh, when that happened. So, we know Ken Palm, they like Arkansas winning by a couple of points in this game. They are home, but LSU, value is a conference road dog here. And they have done, unlike the Big Ten, where favorites have done well straight up and against the number, in the SEC, it's actually different. Dogs have been a profitable bet going 64 and 50 against the number. 56% this year, and they did beat Arkansas already back in early January, 79 to 77. So definitely a move towards LSU right off the bat by the pros. I'm a little bit surprised by this line too. Arkansas, you know, Eric Musselman is, I, I don't know. what I mean, I feel like every time I hear his name, it's something bad. And I don't know what to make of this Arkansas team. I know. Excuse me. I I mean, I think LSU, LSU is a tournament team. They're a good team. They're a solid team. They were in the Sweet 16 last year. I I I I like Will Wade a lot as a coach. I like Skylar Mays a lot as a guard. I think he can create matchup problems in this game. Arkansas has had a bad year, especially in the SEC and a down SEC year. And the whole yep. reason, I mean, I I don't I, like it's 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 just interesting. You know, they 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 bring him over from Nevada, and he does a. Eh, average job in his first season and and so I think at this stage in the year he's he's looking ahead to next year this is his first year in the SEC he did a great job at Nevada I mean he was a great mm-hmm. coach at Nevada and, and now he comes over to the SEC and I and we haven't seen the consistency I could see Arkansas losing focus on their home floor uh, I don't know for sure if this is senior night I'm guessing it is yes. it is senior yes, night that yes, I, I think and and you know it's funny Penn State Last night played really well in the first half, and they took they they took the reins of that senior night load. I could see a yep. team like Arkansas that has some inexperienced players. Uh, they only have one; eh, they have two seniors in their lineup, so they you know they've got a couple seniors that see playing time. But I, I could see Arkansas being a little less focused in this senior night, uh, and and LSU getting off to a good start. Maybe LSU in the first half is a good play, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 I I think taking the points with the Tigers here, LSU is the better team for sure. And they're getting a little bit more love, Arkansas, than I think they probably should be in this game. The problem that I have with this game is that while, yes, both of these teams can light it up offensively, guys, it is the SEC. Um, the numbers bear out. Arkansas is a million times better defensively, especially at home, to the tune of about four points less at home than what it has been on the road. And certainly when you look against LSU, don't expect defense. There isn't going to be any defense no. here. So you got a home team, senior night, they have to win. I mean, not that LSU is locked and loaded already. Obviously, it means something to them. But Arkansas has to win this game if they want to go dancing. So you put all of that together, 
you know, maybe you're right. Maybe uh, maybe an LSU, uh, you know, boat race in the first half. But I would not count out Arkansas here because of what this means. And quite honestly, they're a better defensive team than yeah, LSU. I was surprised at LSU's awful. defensive numbers, actually. Oh, God. Awful. I mean, I, I mean they, 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 they've won some big games this year. But, man, yes. they've given up 99 to Vandy. They gave up 91 to That's, Auburn. Granted, uh, that was in overtime. 88 to Alabama. Uh, you know, exactly. they, they, it's it's funny. I, I feel like certain teams respond better to the pressure. I don't right. know how Arkansas is going to respond to the pressure of senior night. I'm probably not betting this game, to be perfectly honest, but I'll definitely be watching intently. Going to be interesting. All right, we'll go over some uh, some more of these top 25 games. We'll break them down for you. Take a look at the NBA. We'll do that coming up next year on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Happy Wednesday. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com So we've got uh, another mid-major uh, tournament uh, getting ready to get underway here. Mountain West tournament, uh, of course, that is with everybody's darling this year, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego. vagina. That's right. Uh, we've got the Mountain <laughs> West conference uh, kicking off actually this afternoon when you have Air Force taking on. Oh yeah, um, marquee matchup right there, yeah. Joe. Yeah, uh, Fresno State, which is woo. But here's the thing about the Mountain West Conference. It is a hot mess, guys. It has been a hot mess for 20 years. It is a total dumpster fire. And what I mean by that is, I believe only four times over the last 20 years has a number one seed actually won this damn conference, has won this tournament. So does that mean that, okay, are the Aztecs, are they toasted? Not necessarily, but it is worth mentioning because Four out of 20 years is not a high percentage, which means a lot of these teams are much closer than you would think. Now, San Diego State has had a great year. They're about, what, uh, minus 180 here, right, on this conference that starts today. It, the interesting thing is San Diego State's first game is going to be whoever wins this game today. Mm-hmm. Fresno State, Air, neither of these teams are beating San Diego State. No chance. So they're advancing on their side of the bracket. Correct. The problem is going to come with what the hell is going to happen when the other side of the bracket, which is really going to come down to, to me, it's going to come down to Utah, uh, Utah State and obviously uh, Boise State. Now, Utah State handed them their only loss here this year, guys. They've been a much tougher team for San Diego State than anybody else. Boise got boat raced in two games. Like, Boise State is not beating San Diego State in any way, shape, or form if they they advance, and that's where it ends up being. So at the end of the day, you got a San Diego State team that's top 10 in in defensive efficiency, offensive efficiency, very sound team. The one game they lost, in all likelihood, they're going to have to play that team again, and it's a it's it's a not a great matchup for them. Boise State, they're going to dominate. Um, I don't. To me, the ideal scenario is San Diego State at minus one eighty, 
they're going to win this tournament, um, especially if they don't have to play Utah State. But keep in mind, that's a matchup mm. that they are probably most worried about. But that matchup won't happen here for a couple of rounds. So San Diego State, yeah, they're not going to have a problem against uh, Fresno or Air Force here, the winner of today's 3.30. But uh, there is a uh, there's an opportunity possibly maybe – I don't know, a San Diego State future, maybe middle this between the tournament and the future bet of the, uh, you know, of March Madness, where maybe they win this tournament or maybe you fade them a little bit here, but take them in the tournament. There's a couple of opportunities for you to be able to either back San Diego State here or fade their ass in a couple of spots. So my futures strategy for the conference tournaments is simple. I don't take the favorites unless those favorites are even money or pick them. So the big yes. favorites, Gonzaga, San Diego State, there's no value there. And that's not to say that they won't win the tournament. They very well could. But I would rather play the favorites on a game-by-game scenario. Now, right. the second seed in this conference tournament is actually the defending champs, Utah State. They won this tournament right. last year. And Utah State's a dangerous team. Uh, mm-hmm. Utah State has not played San Diego State in a month. And I think this is a bit of a different San Diego State team over the last couple of weeks now that they've kind of, you know, realized that the pressure is on now and these games really matter. And we've seen San Diego State come back to the pack. They haven't covered of late. Utah State had a very uncharacteristic loss against New Mexico in their last Mm -hmm. game of the regular season. But I actually think that's a good thing. Actually, I think that's the perfect time to lose a game for a team like Utah State who knows they're in the tournament who knows that their seeding is probably not going to get affected based on what happens this week. But at plus 300, that, that's a little bit of value. That, that gives me a little meat yep. on the bone to bet on this yep. team. I, I, I don't want to lay with San Diego State because we've seen crazy things happen in March. So I don't think laying juice for them to win three games back to back to back. If I'm going to do that, I'd rather just do an open parlay and parlay them all three games. Uh, yes. I, I think that presents a little more flexibility. Say the matchup is bad in the semifinals or the finals, then you can parlay something else as an open right. three-team parlay. Uh, yeah. So I, I think there's other ways to play it. Get creative. If, if you really like San Diego State, too, get creative. Don't just bet them to win the tournament. I think there is a dark horse. And by the way, UNLV was the team that I met. On their home court, too, by the way. Yeah, on their own court. And UNLV, of course, is also on that side with Boise State. So there could be an opportunity where those two teams meet, but it's it's not that big a difference. Minus 180 to what? My, uh, plus 250, 260. Uh, if you guys put that line back up on the board for the Mountain West for us, for the odds, I mean, Utah State is clearly the defending champs and clearly the number two seed in this conference, but, man, there's got to be some value. Where is it here? Um, there's got to be... I mean, San Jose State is not going to get the job done. Let's be reasonable. But what about Colorado State, man, at 25? Yeah, Colorado State's had a decent year, actually, there, Joe. And they can shoot the rock, guys. And when you get a team that can get hot from three like that, strange things. Yeah, they're a top 43-point shooting team. Yeah, where you've only got four number one seeds over 20 years, guys. This tells me the Mountain West is ripe for a long shot, for uh, for a dark horse here. Why not Colorado State with the way they shoot the ball? I could see that happening. Colorado State's uh, coming off of a really bad year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been much better this year. 20-win season for Nico Medved, who's been – 
I, you know, you, nobody really talks about Colorado State, I'll tell you that, but, you know, Fort Collins is a tough place to play. You yep. know, this is his second year at Colorado State. He had one year at Drake, so he's starting to get this program together. And you're right, they're a really good three-point shooting team. I love what they have with their senior-laden lineup. They got this Carvacho yep. kid, Nico Carvacho, a uh, 6'11 senior who can kind of step outside, make some, make some outside shots as well. He's a good free-throw shooter. So he's, you know, he grabs a lot of boards. Yeah, he's a big, a he's a big man who can kind of play yeah. a little bit away, you know, back to the basket type of kid. But they also can shoot three, so they've got a little inside outside game there going, Joe. I mean, I, I certainly could see a team getting hot in this tournament. I, I and and again, that's my strategy for these conference tournaments. I don't want to lay big juice with the favorites. This is just, it's you. just not yeah. it's just not the right time of year to be doing it. I think there's a time and a place to be laying points, and it's not in the conference tournaments when these teams, like San Diego State, they know that they, they know where they stand. I, I think they're a one seed regardless, to be perfectly honest with you. Even if they lose this tournament, I, I, I don't know if Dayton's done enough. I certainly don't think anyone in the ACC has done right. enough. I think maybe right. Seton Hall, if they run the table, maybe could sneak in and grab that last one seed if San Diego State falters. I think three out of the four one seeds are totally locked, regardless of what happens next week. I think yep. San Diego State is still there, especially if they lose in the final. There's no way that the uh, the committee would penalize them for losing in the in the uh, tournament championship game. Uh, yep. it, maybe if they lose early, they might drop off that line. But I certainly think that there's a lot a lot of value with some of these younger teams, some of these more you know unheralded teams. That if you can find the right matchups, and and it could be Rado State shooting threes, uh, there's correct. definitely money to be made. I think you know if you're looking for a conference with a bomb. That it could very it has yeah. it has certainly come from that the Mountain West Conference over the years so it has not necessarily been that chalky. Um, another uh, couple of more of these top twenty five games here tonight as well. We'll run through as many as we can. Auburn uh, laying twelve here against uh, against Texas A and M. Total is uh, one thirty three in this game. I cannot believe it is one thirty three uh, because uh, we know certainly Auburn at home has been a different animal. Then they have been on the road. They're not they're not shy about taking threes in this game. It took obviously first year head coach there, Texas A&M, new program, new theme. But this is a tough place to play. It took them a little while to get the offense moving at Texas A&M, but they did. They started to uh, they started to do pretty well here over the last 30 days. They really started to get some continuity there in that offense. Uh, it's a big number, double digits. Auburn. You know, could they win by 30? Yes, but uh, I think the value lies in the total. I'm looking at the over in this game at 133. I think they'll hit that rather easily, especially Auburn dropping all those threes. Yeah, Auburn's had some big home scoring games. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see some 90s out here. Recently, it's been a little tougher, but they're coming off of that game against Kentucky where they were not themselves. Like, Kentucky just takes you out of your you know, what you want to do, and that's why Kentucky's really good. They weren't great last night, uh, but when they're good defensively, they take you out of what you want to do. They held Auburn to 66 in that game, but Auburn is such a different team on the road than they are at home. Auburn Arena is one of those, you know, band boxes. It's a tough place to play. It's a small gym, and it's it, 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 they, they really fill it up well. A&M's been brutal this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, they're a 500 team. Buzz Williams has not done a good job. Uh, taking the reins of this Aggies program. And this is an Aggies team, Joe, that's had a lot of tournament success in recent years. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a Texas A&M team. Uh, I, I want to say they were in the Sweet 16 a couple years. Yeah, they were in the Sweet 16 two years ago. Uh, they beat North Carolina. 
uh, as a seven seed. Uh, they beat North Carolina as the two that year. I remember that game. That was nuts. And, you know, I, I, think, I think this is an A&M team that has pride, but this is a bad spot for them. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, they've had some success. They've won at Alabama on the road. They won at yeah. Tennessee on the road. So they've had some success. I mean, I, I don't love laying double digits with, with Auburn at this spot, but I can tell you this, they're looking at anywhere from a number two to a number six seed in the tournament, the SEC, depending on how they finish here. So there is, we, you know, they, this is an important game for Alabama. Bruce Pearl is going to want to get these guys revved up because of coming in that game against Kentucky. They need to get back on track. I think they'll be bombing from all over the place. I, that's why I'll, I'll take the over. I just don't see how uh, either of these two teams, Texas A&M is going to play for Buzz Williams. They're going to play hard, yeah. and I'm not going to need a lot from them. You know, can I get 80 from? Uh, can I get 80 yes. from Auburn and 60 from? You damn straight, I can. So I love the value in the over in this matchup. Yeah, you could definitely, you could definitely get 80 from Auburn, especially coming off of a loss. They're going to want to play well. The one thing that yeah. would caution me for A&M is, is they do play at a very slow tempo. So yes. I I I, so I they would, won't dictate it. Yeah, yeah, if they don't, if 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 Auburn dictates tempo, this game's definitely going over. Yep, we'll take a look at uh, Creighton, Georgetown coming up here tonight. Nobody wants to talk about Creighton, but don't sleep on them. Plus, we'll take a look at a couple of these NBA games that are on the card back to backs. We'll do that next year on the Grid SportsGrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, big night across the board here in uh, in the uh, world of uh, certainly basketball as uh, as we're getting ready for 49 college uh, hoops games, nine NBA games. Do have uh, four. That is right, count of four NHL games. A uh, lot of action going on. Conference tournaments, uh, mid-major wise, all over the place. Uh, starting again tonight, including a little afternoon basketball between Air Force and Fresno State, kicking off the Mountain West, uh, and then of course next week. Uh, the big conferences will all, you know, the big boys, the SEC, ACC, they'll, uh, the Big Ten, they'll all begin their conference tournament play while they finish up tonight in a lot of spots with the regular season. And we're looking at one of these games here tonight. I love it. Top 25 team. How about Creighton? Nobody's talking about Creighton, but they will, uh, they will drop 160 points on you, the Blue Jays, if you are not careful. Uh, they are taking on a Georgetown team that lost to them. Like, I mean, who actually beat them back in the, the middle of January, 83 to 80. But um, Yurt Seven and McClung were two guys that were instrumental in that win for Georgetown. Both are out for the year with injuries. So I don't think it's a, it's a mistake that they're three and eight in, a, in their last 11 since those two guys went down. Uh, it's a 12-point spread. The total is hanging around that 152 here. The quietly, the Blue Jays five and one against the number in their last six overall, four and oh in their last four at home, five and oh against their last five opponents with winning records. I, to me, this is one way, one way only. 
Creighton's going to win this game, and they're going to win it by a lot in all likelihood. Yeah, they're going to set their number tonight. We'll see what Greg McDermott has in store. This was a tough, tough game for the Blue Jays uh, over the weekend against St. John's. It was uh, uh, one of those mm -hmm. games where the Johnnies just didn't miss a three. And nope. that's, you know, just like we saw last night with Iowa, the recipe to beat the Hawkeyes is to bang them inside. The recipe to beat the Blue Jays is to be able to knock down shots. And, 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 and that's where Greg McDermott seemed to struggle a lot this season. I think Tyshawn Alexander is yep. probably the Big East player of the year, uh, depending on what happens tonight uh, between Miles Powell uh, and Villanova. I think Alexander has been incredible this season, and we'll see what happens in the Big East tournament next week. Creighton will set their number tonight. They're going to run. They're going to score a lot of points. I think the over has a little bit of value here at 152.5. This was 83-80 the last time these two teams played. Granted, you mentioned the players that aren't playing for Georgetown, uh, but I would be shocked if Creighton doesn't hit 90 tonight. Yeah, and me too. I'd be absolutely shocked. I'd also be shocked, and I can't believe I'm saying this, if Virginia and the University of Miami don't go over tonight. I can't even believe I'm saying <laughs> the words are coming out of my mouth. But Virginia for so long, guys, has been so artificially under in, the, in their games this year. It's just crazy. Now, neither of them have been great against the number. Miami 14 and 14 this year against the number. Uh, Virginia has not been good. 11, 15 and 2 against the spread. But Virginia's really coming on, guys. Big win over the weekend against Duke. They, we know how they win. We know how they play. It's all about defense, guys. They are one of the worst efficient offenses. I think they are ranked uh, three. They're in the 350s somewhere. Uh, that shows you how terrible uh, they are offensive. 325th in the nation in offensive rating, and they're 350th in offensive possessions per game. But yet they've actually done, and so is Miami. Miami can score. They don't play defense. We know Virginia's going to play some defense. They're down here in the South Florida area. It's interesting. Virginia's only a point, a point and a half favorite. It's a low number at the 119 and a half, 120 mark. Uh, but Virginia quietly, guys, has been hitting overs. Both of these teams, six and four to the over in their last 10, which is not something we are used to seeing from Virginia. If it was in Virginia, I might lean the under. But since it's in Miami here, I tend to side that Miami will get some points, and so will Virginia since Miami does not play any damn defense. So I do think uh, the number is ripe enough to hit an over here. Yeah, this is an interesting Miami team, the handicap for them. Jim Laranag is going to miss the tournament now two years in a row. Yep. They've been under 500 now probably. They're 14 and 14. I'm assuming they'll finish either 500 or slightly below 500. Uh, so this will be their second straight season below 500. This was a Sweet 16 team a few years ago, and this is a team in, in Miami that has had a lot of success in the ACC, but not of late. And you're right. If there's ever a team for Virginia to get right against on offense, it's Miami, who have absolutely struggled, terribly struggled defensively this year. They gave, up, uh, they gave up 95 to Virginia Tech. Granted, that was a triple overtime game. They gave up 87 in regulation against Notre Dame last weekend. They gave up a few, uh, you know, a, a, a few other 90 spots I'm seeing on the uh, schedule as well. 83 to NC State, 99 to Florida State, 94 to UNC. If anybody, if 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 Virginia's going to get right offensively, it's going to be against this Miami team. And and you know, we talked about this Cavaliers team on Monday, Joe. You know, we talked mm -hmm. about just how tough they are coming off that win against Duke. I mean, they're the champs, and until you beat the champs, they're still the defending champs. 
They're going to be a tough out in March because of their defense. I think they're going on a good little streak right now. I don't think this team is primed to win a national title because they just don't have a score. But I could right. see them really. I, I could really see them. I could really see them knocking down some 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 threes in this game against Miami uh, at home against a bad defense. The low total one nineteen. It uh, feels like even either in a Virginia and over or no play for me. Yeah, and uh, I got. I think there's Virginia is going to be a giant pain for a lot of teams here because they're just so unique with how they bring that defense. Uh, and it's going to take an exceptional game. Uh, and listen, Duke has their hands full with them. A lot of those. The ACC tournament's going to be interesting with Virginia. Uh, we'll slide over to the NBA here quick tonight. We told you a lot of games back-to-back. I'll start here. We'll roll through these. The Celtics uh, laying a point and a half on the road against Cleveland. Total 215 and a half. Second game of that back-to-back. Boston lost in spectacular fashion in the fourth quarter in overtime against Brooklyn. Do you like them here to bounce back? It's a short number against a Cleveland team that... Seems to lose to the bad teams, but, you know, keep it competitive with the good ones. Yeah, very short number. Boston 5-3 and three ATS, second game of a back-to-back. We got to find out if Drummond's going to play for Cleveland. We got to find out, uh, it, it, you know, some of these other guys that have been banged up for the uh, for the Cavs are going to play. I, I, I would lean Boston, but, man, oh, man, things got ugly uh, against the Nets last night. And this is a short number. This is a very trappy mm-hmm. number. I'm going to wait and play this one. That's the one thing about betting these NBA games early, Joe, is that we just don't know – you know, right. what the lineups look like, what the rotations look like. So I don't want to give out anything that I'm going to regret later. Uh, it, it, so I, I think Boston's the play, but I, I, I want to see a little bit more. And, you know, is Jason Tatum going to play as well? Kemba right. Walker was on a minutes restriction yep. last night. There's just so much we don't know about these two teams. It could be a good spot just to just to sit back and watch and get a little information tonight. Okay, see, back-to-back, listen, two games, Clippers and Milwaukee. Now they get Detroit, the perfect, uh, the perfect antidote. Mm. A little breathing. It is seven and a half. The uh, total is 216, 216 and a half. Uh, Listen, this is a good back-to-back situation for them to be able to get right against a team that's not going to give them a lot of resistance here. Uh, You know, to me, it would be OKC or not here. Yeah, again, and this is another one of those where Oklahoma City probably wins and doesn't cover. I mean, I feel like that's the I feel like that's been their M.O. of late. Their last two victories straight up have both been non-covers against Chicago and Sacramento. So, and in their other two games during this little four-game uh, ATS losing streak, uh, they got blown out. Uh, they got blown out mm-hmm. last night against the Clippers, and they got blown out really hard uh, against the Bucks, who have done that to a lot of teams this season. Uh, and, you know, this is another weird spot. You know, we talked about regression with this team. I think the Thunder continue to be one of those teams that have played really well this season. And you credit Billy Donovan. You credit what Chris Paul has done, bringing that veteran presence. I just can't back them second game of a back-to-back, laying this many points on the road. I don't care who it's against. Detroit's been dreadful this season. Of course, the Thunder can win this game by 20 if they want. But there's some interesting circumstances here in the NBA. We talked about the favorites, and we talked about the teams that are pretty much set with their playoff positioning. Oklahoma City is going to be a six or seven seed in the West. They're not going to get much higher than that. Uh, I, I, I could see them winning and not covering tonight or even losing outright if they continue to struggle. Memphis uh, on the road taking on a Brooklyn Nets team. Big win in uh, Boston, but Memphis getting a couple of points, and they have um, they have found their groove again, uh, certainly uh, when they're blowing out the uh, the Lakers. Memphis, Memphis has got it rolling right now, and they're getting points on the road at, uh, you know, at the Barclays Center here. Who you like? Memphis, I think, is the more rested team here. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of interesting thing. Memphis played two nights ago, and they won in Atlanta. Then they came up to Brooklyn, 
Brooklyn had to play last night. You know, so yep. they were traveling last night. So Memphis has been hanging out here in New York City for the last 24 hours. Memphis is a, is a sneaky spot tonight, a sneaky dog spot tonight. I was kind of fading the Grizzlies over the last few games because I thought they hit a wall, but they might have found a little bit of a second win. I'm still concerned with the injuries. Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson, those are guys they need, and they don't have them right now. But I think John Morant and company uh, are still talented enough to get it done. I lean Memphis here out of the gates, but again, second game of back-to-back to Brooklyn. Is everyone going to come back healthy? I tell you what, Karis LeVert might be an overprop for me tonight based on what we saw last night. Usually guys like LeVert, they get hot and they stay hot. Yep, Utah got laying seven and a half to the Knicks. Miami Heat also at home laying seven and a half to the Orlando Magic. Uh, I, not with my money, the Utah Jazz. And right. I, I do think Miami kicks it into another gear here. Going to be hard. Uh, to hit the over. It's 219, 219 and a half. I'd be shocked there. Uh, what's your best bet? What are you thinking coming in uh, coming into tonight? You know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at that Georgetown-Creighton game. I actually think Creighton's going to set their number tonight. I think the over is in play there. 152 and a half seems to be fair. Uh, I see Creighton getting to 90. So if you give me 70 points from uh, Georgetown, I think we're going to hit this over rather easily. 152 and a half uh, between the Blue Jays and Hoyas tonight. Feels like a fair price. Yeah, a lot of things I like. I mean, I love the over in this yeah, Pelicans-Mavericks like uh, game. Yeah, I love that. I think that's going to show. But I really do love the Auburn game, too, tonight, mm-hmm. guys. The over 133 against Texas A&M. Uh, I think they've got an 88-point game in them tonight. Bruce Pearl to get things right. Don't need a lot uh, from Texas A&M. So uh, I do think that's a good play. And uh, plenty of opportunities here, my man, including 3.30 today. <laughs> you lean in the Air Force? You lean in Fresno State? Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to watch a lot of these early round games. When it comes to the conference championship games, I'll be very locked in. But, man, these early Love games, I, Fresno State and Air Force, let's just not kill each other on the court. We'll be okay. Morning after. Coming up next, guys, we'll be back tomorrow breaking it all down for you. Good luck with your plays. Jared, talk to you later. Bye-bye, guys. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.